Have you ever been obsessed with something? I mean like truly obsessed with something to where it consumes just lots of your time. You think about it all the time. And you just work toward the end game, the, the, the final purpose of achieving whatever it is that is your obsession. Well, I have come across something that I've been told, uh, that many of us have been told, is our obsession but that really we don't obsess over it, that we just kind of uh, go along our merry way and then all of a sudden these things are thrown at us and then once we respond, we are told that we are obsessed with these things. I'd like to welcome you to the Bill Sang Podcast today and that is what we are talking about is what is it that we are obsessed about, that we are unaware that we are obsessed about, uh, but are being told that we are obsessed about. And uh, the other day I was listening to a podcast and they were playing certain news clips uh, from frankly, left-wing media sources, and they were commenting, I'm trying to think of exactly what it was, I almost want to say it was the LGBTQ agenda, and of course, we just came out of Pride Month, so to speak, I hate calling it Pride Month, it's June, we came out of June, okay, and they were, these media anchors were all talking about how conservatives, how Christians are just obsessed over the LGB, I'll just call it LGB. Uh, agenda. LG, we'll, we'll go. We'll go as far as to the LGBT agenda. Uh, now, mind you, we had an entire month forced on us, where we are told that we are supposed to celebrate these things. Where we walk into stores and we see rainbow-colored stuff all over the place. By the way, I love rainbows. I think rainbows are absolutely beautiful, and I wish that rainbows would not have been used for this purpose to jam this agenda down our throats. And as soon as we start talking about it, we are told that we are the ones who are obsessed with this agenda. And when we might just say, well, you know, I'm not for that. I'm not for the LGBT agenda. I, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian with traditional Christian values that when I say traditional, I mean biblical Christian values. And I don't go against the word of God. So no, I'm not obsessed at all. But when I'm faced with these issues, of course, I'm going to make my voice heard. So I want to address this real quick. Are we really obsessed with the LGBT uh, agenda on the right side of the aisle? Are Christians just seething because of this all the time, nonstop, can't stop thinking about it? Or is there something else going on? And I, I think all the way back to the early 2000s, and it was before the early 2000s even, but we'll go back to the early 2000s, when we were told that when it came to gay marriage and other sorts of things, that these aren't really that big of a deal. These aren't going to affect you. This doesn't affect, if you're straight and you're a Christian and you're a conservative, who cares about who loves to, about who loves who, and who cares about who this person might choose to marry, regardless of whether they're male or female, and they're male or female or whatever. It's not going to affect you in the long run. Well, then we fast forward to 2023, and then all of a sudden, if you do not ascribe to the idea that these things are normal, and these things are natural, and that love is love, and all of the sloganeering going on on inside of our culture, if you don't buy into every single one of those things, then you're full of hatred, and you're a bigot, and you are obsessed over this agenda and trying to take it down. Well, I'm not obsessed with it. But let me tell you how 
this all kind of got started because we have to set the record straight here. What happened to take us from that first point to this is harmless and this isn't going to affect anybody but the people who are in these relationships to now we're talking about men becoming women, women becoming men. And on top of that, certain states saying that if you do not allow your children to go through a certain surgeries, then we're going to take your children from you. Now, that's an extreme stance, and that takes obsession to get to that point, but that has nothing to do with conservatism, and it has nothing to do with Christianity. So let's go ahead and start off. So I wake up. I'm walking along my merry way. I wake up and say my prayers. I read my Bible. And I'm focused on going to work for the day, okay? So I don't have anything else in my mind other than, okay, well, today's another work day. Today I'm going to uh, be doing what I normally do. And along the way somewhere, somebody starts waving a banner in my face. Whether it be on television or the internet or at work even, somebody starts waving a banner on my face that has some sort of slogan on it. Let's just use the word pride, for instance, rainbow-colored banner with the word pride okay i don't think anything of it i ignore it i go on to work and i think to myself well you know i i disagree with what they're trying to push but you know what that doesn't affect me so i do that and then all of a sudden i go to church and then at church they start making these motions that and mind you this is all hypothetical but it has happened i know this has happened because i've heard of it happening i've talked to other people where this happened fortunately not in my church but at other churches this has happened where all of a sudden a special vote is called for a meeting and the nature of this vote is okay what do we do about the lgbt community and we need to start be accepting of them inside of our church. Now, mind you, at this point, it's never been established that anybody LGBT is not allowed at church. But you know what? We're nice people. We're good people. We we want people to know they're accepted at our churches. So what do we do? We vote, okay, yes, we want these people at our church. Okay, great. We voted on. Now it is clear that our church's stance is that we are not trying to push anybody away from our congregation and away from our God, but we're accepting them with open arms, hoping that they will one day um, see the light of the gospel and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Well, that's not good enough. What happens next is now, okay, we're accepting them into our congregations. Now we have to vote to allow them to become members. So, okay, you know, a little bit hesitant about it. We know that the Bible says that it's a sin, but... Because, uh, again, we're nice people, we're good people, we want them to cultivate a relationship with Jesus, we raise our hands and we say, okay, yeah, you know, I mean, we're allowing them in church, so why should they not be allowed to engage in church life as members? So, okay, now they are members inside of our churches. And the next thing, you know, now they're saying, you know, it's not fair that we're accepting them as members, now we got to have them as pastors, as elders, as deacons, as leaders inside of our local church. And, you know, we might feel uncomfortable about that ourselves and we might not raise our hands because we know that, okay, at this point we know that it is a sinful activity and we might even voice our concern over what's going on. But then all of a sudden, at this point, the majority of the congregation uses the logic says, okay, well, we said they're allowed to be here. We say they're allowed to be members. So if they're allowed to be here and allowed to be members, why shouldn't they be allowed to lead? And so 
majority of the congregation, they say, okay, yeah, let's accept them as leaders and let's accept them as clergy. Now, mind you, that's, that's kind of a stretch. It more so happens at that point at the denominational level. The Methodist Church is experiencing that right now. Create a huge divide inside the Methodist Church. And um, because of that, there are churches that have remained in that denomination, the United Methodist Church, by the way, um, that are allowing this sort of thing to happen, and the other ones have split off. So more so happens at the denominational level, but just to, just uh, humor me for a minute in this regard. So next thing that happens is that now we say that, okay, now we have pastors, now we have elders, and now we have deacons that are part of this community that are leading the church, our local church. Well, it would seem unfair then. It would seem unreasonable to say that now we can't have members of the LGBT community at the higher leadership levels. I mean, why not? They already have the local leadership levels. And if they're leading at the local leadership level, then why should we stop them from leading at higher levels? And so that's exactly what we do. We start uh, we start electing them to higher church offices. And all of a sudden, the conservative Christian who's in that congregation no longer feels welcome because once they achieve that level of status, now they are actively pushing their agenda at your church. No longer the message of the gospel. No longer biblical preaching, biblical teaching, and biblical counseling, and biblical life. Now it's full-fledged. We are pushing the LGBT agenda. Now, I use the LGBT agenda as an example. That's not where it ends. I have heard this with transgenderism. Well, I guess that is LGBT. I've heard this with abortion and quote-unquote women's rights. I've heard this with critical race theory, with racism, with all these ethnic and racial issues. And every time that somebody stands up and says, you know what, I don't think that we should go there. All of a sudden, what happens? Oh, and I forgot about this part of it. After they've secured all these positions within the church and at the higher levels of the church, now they start going to the town square and making it clear that if you stand against them, you're a racist. You're a bigot. And now you are the one who is obsessed over it. When in fact, all you were doing from the get-go is going along your merry old way, not paying attention to any of this stuff, just living life the way that you live life, not trying to push an agenda on anybody. And now all of a sudden you've gone to somebody who didn't think twice about this, didn't think that something like this could happen. You thought that by voting on simply saying, you know what, I'm not against people. I want people around me. I want to be able to influence these people. I want them to come to know Jesus. It went from that to now all of a sudden, you're essentially facing persecution for the sake that you're just trying to live life your way and you're simply holding to the reality that what the Bible says is that these things, you know, promoting um, murdering children in the womb, pretending that men can be women and women can be men, and pretending that these relationships, as well as extramarital relationships, by the way, that are that are totally uh, heterosexual, by simply stating that these things are wrong, well, now all of a sudden you're the bad guy and you are the one who is obsessed. I'd like to thank you for joining me for the Bill Saying Podcast. My name is Bill Saying. You can find us wherever podcasts can be found, whether that's 
Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, wherever. And I'd like to remind you to like, share, and subscribe to this program. If you like the content of today's podcast, please make sure that you're sharing it with your friends as well.